Hello, I'm Isaac Foster, intern here at the 908, and I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this episode of Shoot Your Shot includes some very vulgar, explicit language that you would not want to have in front of your children. Now remember, life is great in the 908. The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head! I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Brought to you by 908, where life is great. Welcome back to the show. Shoot your shot. Plus, out of the chosen one, John Grossi, the boss man, John Roner V, week 16, 17. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but we're rolling through life. We're rolling through life as a duo. Uh, I'd say we're still killing it. Oh, yeah, we're doing well. The virus is, I mean. It's a dogfight between us and the virus. Yeah. It's like, it's like 87 to 80, 86. Yeah, 100%. In the, in the third quarter. But it might go to like a bunch of OTs. Yeah, it, I think it's going to go to OT. But we were we the virus got hot there for a little bit, but then we battled yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, we you did. Know, we hit a couple of threes. Everyone's everyone's kind of knows it's going to OT, but they're like, I don't know. Paul and John might just like buzzer beater find a cure. Yeah. Well, oh, we're working on it. Oh, people think that we're just sleeping on the job. No freaking chance. We well, do we have the antibodies yet? No. No. But we might soon. We might soon, and then we're basically we'll find the cure immediately. Do you know how many different times in my life I've found a, a cure that no one knows about to a hangover? Tons. You're like, oh, wait, sandwich, Diet Coke, and <laughs> you seem to keep messing with different stuff. Yeah. So At some point, do they need tests? Do they need testers? I told, I told Michelle Obama a long time ago. I said, hey, do you need my help? For the, this coronavirus, because I'll step in and help. Mm -hmm. Do you need this to be tested on somebody? I'll take one for the team. My body's so ridiculous and uh, legit that I won't even be affected. Yeah, that's true. So, like, if they so, if they need it, like, a we little need test. To Gavin Newsom, does he need our help? I mean, we've asked him multiple times, and I haven't gotten any uh, feedback from that guy. Or Bobby Garcia. You hear By about Newsom way. owns his own winery? No way. You see that? Yeah. Last really? week, last week he closed down like everywhere except his own winery, and everyone got pissed. Is that true? Yeah, but I think well, he just closed down like all these counties, but not the county his winery was in. Which I mean, if you got a winery, you got to keep it open for business. I mean, I don't blame him one bit. <laughs> I do the same thing. But listen, He's listen, Vinny, are you? What is it? Tell me straight, guy to guy. Are you a Pinot guy, or are you are you dabbling in the whites? Are you dabbling in the Chardonnays? That Vinny news. Drinks Chardonnays. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, there's no doubt there's about no it. There's no way he drinks freaking in super cab hip, sad. In super hip colored shorts that go right above his knees. With his, yeah, and his freaking uh, touch of gray that he yeah, uses touch all of gray. the time. Yeah. I know that gray hair's fake. You know what? Me, Paul, Newsom, we need a fourth. Bobby let's, Garcia. Yeah, let's hit the winery. Let's, let's, oh, dude, Bobby Garcia would be fun at yeah. a winery, wouldn't he? Just, just us two, Bobby Garcia and, and Gavin Newsom. At a winery, let's hammer this whole thing out. Let's figure out coronavirus. Invitation's open. Everything's closed now, eh? Well, not Vinny's. 
Yeah, true. But well, we well, could go to his. No, but patios are still open. That's true. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah, everywhere has a patio. It's awesome. Went to Taco Beach on but Saturday. But I thought they banged the patios. Did they not do no, that? No, no, no. Patios are still good. That's huge. I went to Tracy's. It was electric. Yeah, sounded good. Crushed beers. It felt like I was at Tracy's. Well, I was at Tracy's, but like we were, it was the same people. You yeah. know what I mean? It was I just like outside. Yeah. Which I like being outside. Not all the time. You well. know what I mean? But went on a Duffy boat the other day. Oh, yeah? You same. You too, eh? Huh? It was a hell of a time out there on the water, wasn't it? Let me tell you something about the open water. It's undefeated. No, nobody's won against the open water. No, no, no one has. Um, you had the seven p.m. slot though, you son of a bitch. You yeah. got to see the old sun, the old. Uh, oh, and the sunset was the glorious. sunset, didn't yeah. you? It was nice. Um, yeah, nice time to get it. First Duffy of the year for you. Me too. Well, yeah. Did you see? Quick Long Beach Hall of Fame update. Did you see the young kid that was probably 14 years old or 13 years old that was running the show down there? No. Well, I'm putting him in the Hall of Fame. He was incredible. He was electric. He he made me feel so goddamn safe. He was one of the boat guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? This kid, he's going places. You know, it's always kind of scary. This happens to me every time I've ever gone to a Duffy recently. They say, have you ever driven driven with us before? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I act like I know what I'm doing, but then they like don't tell you all the instructions, and you're no. like, "Ah, oh, shit!" But then you figure it out. If you're a true sailor, you figure it out. Yeah, starport. Uh, the other one. Driving a boat's so easy. It is easy. It's easier than driving a car. But it's pretty wild that they let you just drive that boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just a ra- it's but a I mean, random boat. It's you like just a get to freaking. It? It's like a golf cart that so- it can only go like three miles per hour. True. It's not a speedboat. True. Yeah, it can only go three miles per hour. I we tried to get it to go faster, but we didn't. It wouldn't go any faster. Like yeah, they're just they're not they're not cool boats. Right, right. No one's filming a music video on a Duffy. London boat rentals. Is that what you did? Yeah. Uh, I met London of London boat rentals. She's like a seven year old kid. Really? Yeah, pretty sick. London. Yeah. Good name. That's that's a hip name. Good place. Uh, we got a big show today. We have our first in-person interview probably for, I don't know how long, 17 weeks? 17 weeks. Something like that. We had uh, Coach Cav, St. Anthony head basketball coach, Alan Cavanis on the show. Uh, coach Cav's always electric. He's one of our guys, one of our original guys. Yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say he he left the interview and he learned a lot from us. About the sport of basketball and about life. Who do you think learned from who more? <laughs> do you think uh, he learned more from us or we will learn more from him? Well, it's close. Another close race. Yeah. Usually everyone learns more from us, I would say. Yeah, uh, most interviews, they learn more from us. Yeah. But today it was close. They should I think pay us to, to teach them. Teach interview yeah. people? Well, like if someone comes on their sh- on our show... They should pay us like a cool thousand just because yeah. they get better. But not Coach Cab because he, he's almost cool enough where he teaches us. Yeah, true. It was a dog fight. It was a trade out. Let's call it a trade out. Yeah, that was a trade. Swap like for like. Yeah, that's what that was. That was a swap. Uh, hell of an interview though. You're gonna want not gonna want to miss this. Pretty sick. Uh, I got some stuff I want to talk about though, John. First, is that cool? Before we get to the interview, it's fine. Do you want to talk about uh the LBUSD? Finally making a decision to go online only. 
Yeah, how about that? What's how your, about Chill Baker? Your, what's your thought? Gives us three options, and then she chooses the option for us. Yeah, that was bullshit, I thought. I mean, but... I mean... What do, what do people always say? Such a mom move. True. Okay, you have three options. You can do whatever you want, but you're we're we're gonna do we're gonna do option three. We're gonna go ahead and do that. For but you. what 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 do we always say? We're we're not in the position to make decisions like that. We don't make the money that some of these people do. Uh, Jill Baker makes the most money most money maybe out of anybody. Maybe in the, in the United States. Maybe in the United States. She just gave herself that forty thousand dollar raise. Uh, so she deserved to make this decision. So if she wants to make this mom decision and say, hey, we're only going online, then let her. You know what I do like about Chill Baker, knowing very little about her? I like how she just changed her mind a week later and didn't address it. No. Just made zero like, hey, I know I just said that you have three options, but now you... she just like acted like none of that ever happened. And I actually kind of like it. I like it too. Well, I'm chill. I'm pro chill baker. I've been yeah. pro chill baker. Yeah, you're right. I'm anti teacher. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. My brothers are teachers. I wonder if teachers are going to like this more. Um, like, cause there's some teachers that care about students like coach Cav. He cares about his kids, you know? Yeah. So he probably is not going to like it as much. Yeah. I was just going to say, but I he's think not LBSD, but you know, from, uh, from a from like a overall life perspective, I think they're gonna love it because they just because no one really has to do well. But for the teachers who really care and want their kids to get smarter, they're gonna hate it for sure. Because it's it's got to be impossible to learn. But for, but if, as long as you accept that, like this year doesn't really count. You're just doing the minimum. Don't work too hard. Like the teachers who are working, which a lot of them are probably gonna go extra hard. They're going to work like crazy to make these Zoom things work. And it's just like, that's not the route to take, in my opinion. Right. Because it's never, it, nothing is like, there's going to be a very small impact the teacher can make over Zoom during this pandemic. It's just too much going on. If there's going to be an impact, it's going to be by the by the kids' families what are, in what, their house. What are the odds that this uh, sways away from online? Do you think it's going to go online the whole year? It says online till October 5th, at least. Yeah, I think it's going to be the whole year. I think it's going to be the whole year as well. But what does that mean with sports then? I guess we're going to find out. I mean, maybe it'll be the whole semester. There's no doubt. But maybe if if they're – I mean, they think there's going to be a vaccine in January, but that's like – but then no one knows how long it's going to take to distribute, but I don't know. Well, let's freaking speed up this process. I'll take the vaccine right now. What is it? July. Here's what I don't get. There are people right now testing the vaccine. They're testing it on a test group of people. How did we not get hit up for that? It's because there was some... Long Beach had this bullshit coronavirus crew that they rolled out there in the beginning of this, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know what that... That crew did nothing. That crew, I, don't even, I don't even know if they're still together. I don't even know who was in that crew, and I'm sorry if you're a listener and you were in that crew. Bob Foster. You didn't do anything. That per, Whoever that crew was didn't do shit. At least, like, be a sit crew and, like, be a posse and, like, be legit on social media. Like, that's what we could have done. Mm-hmm. You know? We might not have got, gotten shit done, which we would have. But at least we would have been funny about it. I, me, you, and Chill Baker is, is a crew waiting to happen. Although I do want to go to the winery with, with Gavin Newsom and Robert Grace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. 
I'm absolutely in. <laughs> but you know Kamala Harris is going to try to join. Yeah. We didn't invite her. But all I'm saying is, if you want to get shit done, let us, like, we'll do whatever. Yeah. People don't realize that we'll do anything for money. Yeah. If you people. gave me five grand right now, I'll do whatever. I'll go jump off this building right here for five grand. Can I live? I hope so. That's just a, that's a risk that I'm willing to take though, John. True. It's a good call. It's only four stories high. That's like one, one grand per story. Almost. If you think about it, I bought a uh, random thought. Go ahead. I bought so much emergency, the vitamin C stuff in like February because I went to Costco and I just wanted some, didn't know about coronavirus. I keep wondering if the Costco people like think I was woke. Oh, I just I was like, you know what? I like having a little vitamin C. Flu season's coming up, and then all of a sudden, I'm set. I got so much vitamin C in my body right now. Have we tested emergency on these coronavirus? See, that's, no, probably not because everyone thinks it's because it's probably not just vi- It's not just emergency. It's like you gotta. Oh, they tell you mix it in water. No, mix it in green tea. Good point. Tossle Jameson in there. See, what I think what's happening is the virus is just hiding in plain sight. So we could kill the virus with just like a banana, mm-hmm. something like that. But nobody thinks it. Everybody's thinking too hard. Yeah, everyone's thinking too hard. Oxum's razor, the simplest. What is that? Simplest idea works. I agree. So this is what I'm saying. Maybe it's just like coffee, a little coffee and Bailey's. What if everybody just gets drunk all the time with coffee and Bailey's? Bam, nobody's sick. Paul's been trying it for. Four months and he's negative. Yes. So, yeah. Well, well uh, I'm just saying maybe tequila's the answer. Who leads the nation in tequila shots right now? Me. And I'm fine. So that could be it. And Lord knows I've been out there wheeling and dealing. You know, I've been on the front lines out there. It's true. Still got to wear my mask on the front lines. I've been eating so much fruit lately. I've been crushing the mask thing game, by the way. I like wearing a mask. I'm wearing mine way more than I, I had was no before. problem wearing a mask. Oh, I don't either. I'm all about it. I look sick in my mask. By the way, I'm getting a Coors Light mask. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I got this Budweiser mask. But you know me. I'm not a Budweiser guy. No. I'm a Bud Light Seltzer guy. By the way, I had two tall cans last night. For those of you who don't know, Budweiser is the strongest beer in America. (laughs) Fuck. I want to hang out with Charles Barkley. I wonder what he's up to right now. He's probably golfing somewhere. Yeah. He's probably golfing. By the way, we golfed. Me and John golfed last week. We're golfing again Mm -hmm. this week. I had a good time out there with you, John. Hey, no one, this and this is listeners only, don't tell anyone. Twilight, you play, what, 18 bucks? You get 18 holes in. I know. It's a hole. It's a buck a hole. It's a buck a hole. It's free. They're paying you to golf. You got to walk, but, you know, with my commitment to my body, walking is, is great. Also, you're really good, so you don't slow anybody down. You know what I mean? Yeah, you hit it right true. down the middle, I spray it to the right, so I got to go drive over there to the right. But you're just walking down the middle, taking it easy. You know, it's a waltz. It, it's that's exactly what your game of golf is. It's a waltz. It's a waltz. Uh, okay. I got more stuff to talk about, but you want to talk about it after the interview? Yeah, let's into the interview. Let's get it to Coach Cav, Alan Cavanis, head basketball coach, St. Anthony. Dude's unreal, unreal motivator. We talk about it during the show, but the fact that he took St. Anthony from being Coach Cav's probably listening to this, but shitty like they were not good in like what 2014 maybe 15 and now they're one of the best teams in southern california which is wild because like even when we were in high school 
wasn't like a joy to play St. Anthony because you knew you were going to win. Well, yeah, because they were gunk. <laughs> yeah. They were terrible. <laughs> You're just like, and, yeah. But, and now it's completely different. You don't want to play them. They're going to yeah. bully you. Not even bully you, but they're just like, uh, like they're so, the way they play, the how hard they play, it's like, fuck. I hate, sorry, that was the first F-bomb that I dropped in a while. It's like, dude, I don't want to deal with these guys. You know what yeah. I mean? And I bet that's how some of these teams play. Like, even the, the Sierra Canyons are supposed to be super tight. They're just like, dude, I don't want to play St. Anthony. Yeah. You know? It's, folk, like, I think it's hard to explain to some people how annoying full court press is. Very. And then when you're teaching it, like, you are like you don't have to even get a steal. Like, that's what's the toughest right. part about teaching it is, like, that's obviously great if we get a steal. But you could 40-minute full court press a team and not get one steal, and it is so damn annoying. It's terrible. She's like, ah, oh, why do you have to guard me? And then you're worn <laughs> then out. You're dribbling the ball on the court. Yeah. She's like, come on. All right, let's get into the interview. Uh, Alan Cavanis had him in the studio six feet apart, but, you know, it's good to have people back face-to-face, eh? It was nice. It was nice to see him face-to-face. All right, let's send it to Coach Calf. Greg's a male nurse. Wow, that's great. In studio, live in studio, six feet apart. <laughs> we got one of our best friends. It's Coach Cav. One of our recurring guests, one of our first guests that we ever had back in the day over there at Q. You remember that? Yep, I do. That was a hell of a time. The food was great, too. And the play at the end, Hoosiers. <laughs> Cav, good to have you back, man. Thanks for having me, guys. What you been up to? Trying to figure out day-to-day life like everybody else. Uh, trying to figure out the do's and don'ts, what we can and can't do, what's safe, what's not safe. You know, when this stuff started, no one knew. We're learning a little bit at a time, but it still changes day-to-day, so. Just trying to figure it out and, and stay safe in the process and keep the guys safe. What guidelines do you guys have? Because I know LBUSD has to follow whatever they say, but since you guys are private school, what, what do you guys have to follow? The archdiocese is going under the Board of Health. Um, maybe a week, two weeks ago, they said that we could uh, work out, but it was what they considered phase one of the workouts where for basketball, each sport was different. For basketball, each kid have to ha- had to have their own ball, uh, and they could not pass it to anyone else, couldn't rebound, no defense, couldn't have any kind of scrimmaging, but you could work on ball handling and shooting. Sounds like the NBA. Right, exactly. And that, that's the protocol that we followed for phase one, and we never got to phase two before they shut us down again. Okay. Is St. Anthony going to school next year? As of right now, we are scheduled to do so. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be some of, something like a hybrid um, I don't know the specifics of it, but maybe half it sometimes and the other half at others or, you know, days on and off. Uh, I'm not sure of the specifics, but as of right now, we are scheduled to, to start back in the fall on campus in a hybrid form. What's your thought on that? Are you, would you rather do that? <sighs> it, it's hard, man. Um, my preference would be with, to be with the kids, but I don't know how you keep everybody safe. Right. Um, I want to be safe. I want the kids to be safe. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, with the liability of the schools and the archdiocese, I don't know if the numbers continue to spike. Cause at last I checked, the numbers were higher than when we originally quarantined, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I'm all for going back as long as it's safe. Um, you know, the kids need to be there. I wouldn't want to be there. Uh, but do I want to risk them or, or, you know, the staff and faculty getting sick? Of course not. So. You know, those decisions are made by people who make a lot more money than I do. Right. 
Is it difficult to – were you doing, like, those Zoom classes and whatnot? Yeah. The, when, in March when the school shut down, uh, uniquely St. Anthony was actually more prepared than most because we're a technology school. So okay. for, since I've been there, the six years I've been there, every kid has been issued an iPad and books are downloaded onto the iPad. So we were actually really prepared for it when it hit more than most places. Um, and so it wasn't as significant of a change for us as it was for some of the other people. Um, now, obviously, it was an adjustment for sure, uh, but we were prepared, and I think we handled it really well. Um, you know, we got feedback from the parents and the kids as we went along and kind of modified it in, in you know, uh, through the process. But uh, I, I thought we handled it well, uh, given the fact that it was just sprung on. It was like almost one day we're in school, and the next day we weren't for months. So given those circumstances, I thought we handled it well. Before all this hit, you had, like – your best season ever at St. Anthony. Right. And then what, what, if none of this had happened, what would, would you have been talking about for this upcoming year? Uh, I mean, we may have talked about it before, but for us, we're a year-round program. So when our season ends in March, you know, we give I give our guys two weeks off. About a week after, they're like, hey, coach, can we get back in the gym? And we've been fortunate enough to have hoopers. Uh, so they don't like taking too much time off. So within a couple of weeks, we're doing workouts. We're having open gyms. Um, and then we'll start having regular practices. And we host the spring league every April April for the last five years. Uh, and then we play again in the regular summer tournaments in June. And then in July, we find a group of guys that want to stay together, which is most guys, and we play under, you know, my AAU team, Houdini's All-Stars. Uh, and then in October, we start a fall league, um, you know, maybe late September. So for us, this has been – fish out of water for me and for the guys because we we normally don't take a break when we take small breaks here and there but spring league summer league aau season and the fall league you know but by the time the season hits in november we've played probably 30 to 40 games so this has been the longest break for me and the guys that i've i've, I've ever had the grind doesn't stop for you for sure because right when the season ends i see you and the kids working out in the gym like right. the next week maybe like you get a week off or whatever but it's two weeks you guys are back you guys are yeah. back out there quick for sure uh what's what's going to be the motivation for the squad this year because you're you're not allowed to use the little old saint saint anthony anymore <laughs> like you can't do that any, anymore because you guys are there right. like you're you're on the radar right you're, you, you played in the talent open, too you right. played in the open division last year right you, you battled with sierra canyon who's supposed to be the sickest team of all time right but you guys gave them the most they can handle. What's the motivation now? What do you say to the guys? Fortunately, well, the thing last year was let's crash the party. You know, that was the, kind of the model we used. Okay. We wanted to crash the party. Like, you no, did. as you mentioned, no one expected us to be there. And obviously we didn't win any of the open division games, um, but we're playing teams. Like, Etiwanda had five – their five guys all went D1. Mm -hmm. Edward was always so good. Right. You know what I mean? And Sierra Canyon, obviously, we, they have three, four high major guys, a seven-footer. So we didn't have that level of size and talent. Um, so now, you know, we, we know what it's like to compete at that level. So it was great experience starting three 10th graders to compete against that kind of level. Um, you know, now we just – we want to prove that it wasn't a fluke um, and that we deserve to be here and we want to be there and so it's now it's a matter of establishing ourselves. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we're not going to catch anybody by surprise anymore, uh, which is fine. Uh, so I'm okay with, you know, being on the radar. You know, it's nice to be below the radar, but now that we're here, we got to embrace it and just try to make the most of it. 
you had one dude that I saw the other day. He was very tall. How, how tall is your, your tallest guy? Uh, he's about 6'8". Uh, he was one of the 10th graders that started for us. He, he was, might still grow a little bit. Yeah, he's still growing. Uh, he's gotten longer since I've seen him since the season ended. Um, he was first team all Delray Del League. Uh, and then he was also uh, all CF for the Open Division. So he's got a really bright future. He's already got an offer from Loyola Marymount. Uh, the first day college coaches could call, you know, my phone was blowing up and, you know, asking about him and wanting his number. And so I'm excited to see his development because he's really hungry. Um, he was primarily a rebounder and rim protector for us last year. And so now, you know, my conversation with him has been about the expectation of growing to the next level. And then same thing with all of our guys, you know, same thing with JB and Kai. They have to take the next step. Is it cool seeing your kids kind of shell shock the other team? with their competitiveness and their like that dog in them because when you guys play like any squad you guys are just like ready to go like you're you come out the out uh like right starting the game you guys are freaking in the other team you're you're up in them uh you're pushing the pace all that stuff is it is it like kind of cool as a coach to see that you've had an impact on your kids like that where they're just like uh you know what i mean like right. they're, they're just yeah, they got more fight, more dog in them than the other team. I, I think it's it starts for me, um, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking the credit for the guys because we've asked. Uh, I, I was an overachiever as a player, you know. I went Division One, but I had to go the JUCO route, so you know I've always had to prove myself. And so you know we don't have five star talent, one and done type guys, and so you know we purposely schedule the upper echelon teams and want to go to the bigger tournaments so that we can, you know, have those opportunities. And so, you know, I let them know, hey, guys, this guy's got a couple offers. This school is ranked, uh, you know, and kind of what you alluded to earlier, you know, we were the chaser. And now it'll be interesting to see how we ha handle the dynamic of now being on the other end of the spectrum. Um, but with regards to what you mentioned about being the aggressor, you know, our philosophy is if you play hard, you have a chance. doesn't guarantee you'll win. It doesn't mean you're going to win the game. But if you are willing to compete, then you have a chance to win the game. That That's like a foundational thing for us is playing hard. You guys press the whole game every game? In different forms. So depending on the personnel, you know, we'll diamond press. We'll 2-2 two, two, we'll one, two, one, uh, one, two, two press. Uh, we will, you know, uh, run and jump just kind of randomly send guys to get people off the ball. Um, the the idea and the idea and the philosophy is to make people constantly make decisions for 32 minutes. And at some point, even if it's not physically, psychologically, and mentally, they'll start to wear down and make mistakes. And it won't always end in a steal, but if we make the shoot, we make you shoot the ball faster than you want to shoot it, then it's a win for us. If it keeps you, if you're a team that likes to run organized sets, and we're disrupting that just by speeding the game up. Then we've taken you out of your comfort zone. So we want to try to do everything we possibly can to make the other team play at an area where they're not comfortable, if that makes sense. I don't I don't want to talk too much trash, but we did diamond press your uh, organization, Little St. Anthony's, out the gym <laughs> with our St. Cornelius team. Now, something tells me the guys on St. on eighth grade St. Anthony aren't the guys always on varsity St. Anthony. <laughs> But we did we did diamond press them out the gym, and that's just nothing that you can you know you can do about that. Did you so. take that from us? Yeah, I, I, something that's tells what I me you, 
you saw all these oh, eighth graders gosh. crying in the gym, and they and you said what happened, and they said, well, Cornelius just diamond pressed us out the gym. What year are we talking about? Every year. This is probably. This is probably every maybe year. Maybe not last year. Because the last two years, my son has been at Little St. Anthony's at the middle school. They won championships. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Last year we didn't have the horses. Yeah. But the last year. Oh, 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 no, we, no, oh, we got them. Oh, no, when you were in seventh grade, we, we, oh, took, we took them. We yes, took. you did. You did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last year we didn't have the horses. So. I like, you know, I like watching your guys' games because, like, you'll you'll be up there pressing them, and then teams will be like, oh, shit, like this. Like, we worked on this, but we didn't work on this. You know what I mean? We didn't see this in in uh, right. practice. Th- that's one of the things that I've heard from, you know, sometimes you coach against your, your buddies and you talk after the game and get feedback, or even guys who you don't know. What we I've been told is, and this is, these are not my words, it's hard to simulate it in practice. So if we're playing you and the team, your team, is being pressed by the, their second-tier guys, which is obviously the second-string guys, it's hard to simulate what they're going to see from us. Now that that's what I've been told. So um, it's different if you're being pressed by guys who aren't as long, aren't as athletic, who aren't buying into the to the stuff. Because our our guys, I've been fortunate to have guys that have bought into what we're doing. You know, because it's it's hard. It's, it's, the conditioning is rough. The preparation, the practices, it's it's grueling. So you know, when other teams try to prepare for it, you can't always simulate what you're going to see on game night. What's it like getting a uh, call from like a college coach that says, "Hey, we want we want to check out this guy." Like that's got to be cool. It's got to be like kind of a father moment, no? Like a yeah. It's, to me, the best feeling in what I do is watching guys get better. So you know, you get, you asked me about Elijah uh, Price. Um, you know, he was a guy who was just really really long and kind of uncoordinated and. And goofy, if you will, when he first got there, he could play, but you know he was he wasn't the most confident, and he was playing against our little you know our point guard Jaden Bush, and Jaden's kind of talking trash to him and you know bullying him around and kind of being physical and bumping him and you know Elijah at that time is maybe six five, but he's just not he doesn't know and I pulled him to the side, stopped the game and said Elijah come here, you do realize you're six five and he's five eight right, and he just kind of looked at me like it was an aha moment. I'm like. You're the big guy. He's the little guy. But, you know, so he's starting to walk in that now. And, you know, as he grows, it, it makes me feel good. And, and I don't take ever take credit for the guy's talent, but watching their maturation and their growth and their maturity. Because uh, he was a guy who I wanted to have play varsity as a freshman. But, you know, for the first month of the season, we do 6 a.m. workouts. And he couldn't get out of bed. And I finally told Dad, I'm like, he's just not ready yet. And he went on to play JV and had they had a great year in JV, but he just wasn't ready. Last year he became a starter, and I wasn't sure how big of a step he was going to take. So, you know, kind of alluding to what you're talking about, watching them grow and co- coaches are interested or if they're playing well against, you know, bigger-name guys, to me those are the most proud moments as a coach. He lo- I mean, obviously I didn't see him with the ball in his hands, but he looked like he wasn't going to be that awkward. Like for – that's what he, he was tall, right. but he looked right. He looked like a little like a wing or a, and, or right. a small forward. And he he's growing into that to his size. Um, you know, when he first got there as, as a you know, he's a, a true ninth. He was a true ninth grader. Uh, you know, he came right out of eighth grade. You know, he's just kind of gangly, and you could tell the guys 
that are still growing because they're kind of still goofy and gangly. Yeah. He's growing into his size. I don't think he's done growing, but he's starting to move swifter and he's starting to run and be more athletic. Um, and so just watching him transform, he's very different than when he first arrived. Um, so we got in touch, if, uh, I don't know, about a month ago during obviously with the quarantine and then all this civil unrest started happening and then you let me come talk to your guys what what were some of those conversations you had and, and i was drawn to you and saying <clears throat> just kind of a family um I, and i think it's it's you and and also being in a private school you probably be a little bit more of a family than some of the the public schools can but you, i mean you guys are it doesn't even sound like you're coaching them during during workouts it sounds like i don't know it's like you're their uncle or something you know what i mean um it's just our culture it's our environment you know i've as a a player and ever since i was a coach and i did some of these things even as a coach at the college level um it's always just been bigger than that so you know guys are having problems choose um we don't do the because we're at catholic school we do it we we did it because the guys were struggling emotionally and having problems you know a couple years ago when we had keiko and biggie and frank and juicing those guys and we were 12 and up and they were like, Coach, and they're walking around frowning. And I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, you know, my parents are driving me crazy because they're saying I don't play as much as I should or I don't have the role. Or... And so for me, it was like, how can I help? So to speak to you, what you talked about with regards to family, I'm fortunate enough that they feel the concern and then they give it back. And so it's just it reciprocates from me to them, them to each other. And, and it's just it's just what I believe in. I mean, I. You know, 16, 17, 15-year-old kids struggling. I mean, look at the stuff that we're dealing with. You know, as a 50-year-old man, I, I have trouble wrapping my head around it. So I can't imagine what a 16-year-old kid is thinking or how they're trying to figure it out. So, you know, the concern for them is genuine. So when they come eat at the house or we go to the movies or miniature golf or bowling or whatever. It's just it's what, what I believe in, you know. How's it always – happen that like your groups your groups of kids like ever since even when you guys were terrible it seemed like your groups of kids were always just like the best dudes like what how does how did was that something that you instilled in them or did they have it and you like kind of pulled it out of them or or it kind of goes back to what you mentioned earlier we were talking about with being together year round I, i can't if i don't know if i can say this on air but i don't like dealing with assholes um, I think nobody likes dealing with assholes. But I mean, I, <clears throat> it's not something that, you know, I'm big on body language. Don't suck your teeth. Don't roll your eyes if I ask you to do something. Um, you know, be a good teammate. Just be a good person. Like, don't be a, be a good person. Don't be a dick. Right. Um, I didn't know if I could say that, but I'll say it for you. Um, because who wants to be around that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And we all have our bad days and irritable and you know moody or whatever. But if if that's who you are, just every day. That's not going to be any fun for me, and it's not going to be any fun for the guys playing with you. So, you know, I just to be honest, I weed them out. I weed them out. Okay. Because you don't have to be a great player, but just don't be an asshole. And so, you know, I don't know. I just I don't I don't work well with that um, because we spend more time together, you know, than a lot of guys spend with their families. You know, with the overnight trips during the summer and in the spring and going to Vegas and San Diego and, you know, 
we we talk about being a good person and have a good attitude. We, you know, because like I, I'll kick a guy out of practice if I ask you a question and you start talking about it, you got to go. And the guys know that, and it's not coming from a place of I'm the boss and you have to do what I say, but it's more of this is what we're trying to get accomplished. And if you don't want to 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 be a part of that, then just don't be here, because you don't have to do it. You can do whatever you want. You just can't do it here. So if you're not bought in, this is probably not the place to you, for you. And so I share that with the parents. I share it with the kids. And the good thing about it is the kids have embraced it, so they don't deal with it from with each other. Guys, they'll try to deal with it first. And if they can't, coach, we need to talk to so and so. What's going on? You know. And then we'll deal with. It. And we've had to. Guys have left. Uh, guy, we've removed guys. Um, and so. It's just more fun because how many teams are going to win a championship? You know what I mean? As good as modern day wins, they don't win every year. Mm-hmm. Sierra Canyon wins or Etiwanda didn't win. So ultimately, we want to have some fun. We want to have a good experience. And so if we're always fighting and bickering and, you know, this guy don't like that guy, not everybody loves each other, but where it's really disrespect. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense. Uh, I, but we want to have a good experience. Oh, totally makes sense. A good experience. Totally and I want sense. them to have a good experience. And so much, I want to have a good experience. Totally makes sense. And I totally agree. We always say that's the same thing. Well, like one, one guy that's on the same page can ruin, ruin a team. It's always a tough conversation to <clears throat> cutting a kid's the worst. Right. And, or like talking to their parents or talking to your principal, I'm sure. But it's it like, is hard. It's like he can even be decent in basketball, but it's just right. like, it like is, you said, you're with each other seven days right. a week. It's hard, even if a kid is deserving, to get rid of a kid. But yeah. if it if it happens – He's been given numerous chances. There's been multiple meetings, multiple conversations, last chance. Okay, this is your last, last chance. I don't want to ruin a kid. Because if he doesn't play for me, chances are probably not going to play in college. So this is going to be his last experience. So I don't want to end that for a kid. But if we've had to do it, it's been because it was overwarranted. So. What's what's the deal with the with the Drew? Is it going to – well, I know obviously it's not doing right. it right now because of some, right. some of these – also, some of the big-time NBA players are right. uh, still playing. But is it going to happen at some point? Uh, not it- not this summer. Okay. Not this summer. It'll, it'll likely happen next year. And I haven't actually, for the first time in over 20 years, the last two years I have not done it because I've dealt with St. Anthony's and then my son's travel team. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do three teams during the summer. Right. So, this, I mean, it felt, I felt like a fish out of water because I've been involved with it for so long. Yeah, I was going to say, you're like – you are the Drew Lee, basically, been, which is I'm just, crazy. I'm just old, man. I'm, I'm just old. It just means I've, I've been around a long time. You can still fill it up, though. I've been around it since I started in 92, so that's how old I am. That's the year I was born. I don't know if you wanted yeah, to know that. 38. <laughs> no, uh, 28. 28. 28. Yeah. Not 38. Right. Um, what are some of the stuff that you guys are dealing with now as a team? Um what are your conversations with the guys look like and uh, how are you guys uniquely dealing with everything going on? Uh, we're just talking about how to get better during, during this time. You know, the guys, you know, like I mentioned, they're hoopers. So they, they've found guys and places and people. So if we can't work out, they've kind of found some people on their own. Like, you know, our coach, I, I got a guy who's going to let me in the gym or this guy's going to work me out or I'm going to do a zoom workout or, they, they don't want to just sit still and do nothing. And I told them that w- during this pandemic, you're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. And the worst of times are going to bring out the best or worst in you, one or the other. There's no in between. 
And so they're finding ways to, to get workouts in, whether it's beach workouts, hill workouts, you know, Zoom workouts, um, individual workouts. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to figure it out until, you know, we can figure out what's going to happen. Um, obviously, everybody's waiting on Monday uh, with the CIF announcement of the, the calendar. Uh, and how that's going to play out. Uh, I keep hearing that it's going to be, we're going to have a season, but it's going to be pushed back to, you know, 2021. Uh, who knows? Are they, what's the deal with the whole fans thing? They they keep talk, talking about how there's not going to be fans, but how can you keep like a kid's parents away from I don't the know. gym? Like the only, like one of the only reasons they have high school sports is so that their parents can watch. Absolutely. Like a dude from Cabrillo who probably isn't going to play at the next level. Uh, this is his last chance for his parents to Only see Only experience in the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Um, you know, again, we, you know, when you ask me about the status for our plans for the fall, you know, those decisions are made by people smarter than me who make a lot more money. Um, unless there's a, a a cure for it, I don't know how you play sports and keep everybody safe. You know, contact sports. Um, I don't know how you have keep people keep people on the stands unless everybody's social. Did I mean just bringing your hand in for the huddle? You just don't know. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny when I see, like I've been watching. We've been talking. We've talked about it on the show a couple times. But when we see like uh, so- soccer games or something, and mm-hmm. the dudes have their masks on in the stands, right. they're like standing way apart from each other and all right. that stuff. Uh, and then they like elbow each other after the game, but on the field they've been just like sweating on each other for the bumping last, like, into hour. each other, right? And, so it's like right, and then like oh, we're, we're gonna shake hands after the game, but you're just bumping a guy, you just fouled him, you right. took a charge, face to face, the right? Trail. Absolutely. So like I, I don't know, it's crazy. Did you watch the TBT? Absolutely. I, I had a lot of guys who I, I coached against in the Drew League, and like Frank Nitty played on our team for a couple of years in the Drew. Okay. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I watched it. I was going to say, because you probably know a bunch of those dudes because mm-hmm. of the, the dudes that play overseas and stuff Absolutely. like that. You know all those guys from the Drew. Yeah. Speaking of guys doing stuff on their own, I just wonder, like, like when we were growing up, if you really wanted to find a hoop, you could find a hoop. Absolutely. Some gyms open somewhere. I'm sure when you were growing up is even better. Is it getting, like, harder now where everything's so, like, locked up and stuff? You mean – or just in- just I think both in general like um, you were talking about that and I was like I was like I don't know when we were on off season basketball whatever you could always find a place to play well, but is it, it different now it's different now and I was talking about this um, with a uh, a group that I'm part of with the Black Coaches Association it's different now because kids have trainers when my, in my era when I played we played we, we grew up playing against grown men who knocked you on your ass and pushed you around. And, you know, if you lost, you had to sit for five games because no one's going to pick you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if the gym's too packed, if you lose, there's just too many people. Nowadays, kids don't do that as much, not nearly as much. Everybody has a trainer. So their skill sets are better, but the competitiveness is, to me, maybe I'm the old man, get off my lawn, but it's not as competitive. Yeah, especially when you're like 16 going, going against someone with like girth. Yeah. Maybe some 36-year-old out of shape, but they played basketball for 30 yeah, years. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, our guys, a few of our guys were playing at, uh, I don't know if you know the, the new courts that they put up in Long Beach by the 
uh, by the by the water actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they've started playing that for whatever since the gym was shut down. They started going up there playing. Obviously, there's grown men. So now you got these high school kids, and I'm checking them out. And you know they can play a little bit, but you're playing against a grown man. Grown man doesn't want to get scored on by a 15 year old. So there's some little physicality, yeah. some elbows, some trash talk, and I see our guys looking up and kind of barking back a little bit. And so it took me back as a kid. I'm like, this is what to me what basketball is. It's not work on my step back or let me work on my those kind of moments to me are where you really find like you find yourself when you're looking at a 25 or 30 year old man and you're 15 you're going to find out how serious you are about wanting to be good you know are you going to kind of cower down a little bit or are you going to go and go and you know our guys they fought in battle so i was proud that was kind of one of those moments proud papa moment i we definitely you know the when we play in an adult league and if we play dudes that are our age, we're like, oh, we'll run these guys out of the gym, no, right. no problem. But then if we play the dudes that are like 45, 50, and they're like kind of big, we're like, dude, we're about to get bullied. They're yeah, going to argue. Uh, they're going to yeah. argue. Well, no, who, uh, I don't bullied. know if you know Derek, who, who coached at Wilson a little bit, but like. Jadon's dad? Is that? Derek Jones? Yeah. That's Jadon's dad. No way. Is it really? Absolutely. Because well, I, well, I went to Wilson, and then he, you know, he's worked there forever. And his freaking team, like, we thought we were going to run them out the gym, and they they killed them. I played against Derek, and this is kind of how, you know, Jadon ended up with this. I played against Derek for a number of years at the Drew, and he was on the He was really good, yeah. I was almost on the edge. He would elbow you. He wouldn't tear your face off, but if you got too close, you were yep. And, I, I mean, I like to think that I'm a little bit gritty, but after a while, those little elbows that you're getting the entire game, they don't feel good anymore. You don't want to get a call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh hell no! Be a foul. Go on, man. You know, and so don't, don't, you have to deal with the politics of it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like the, that adversity to me is where you really build your game. Yeah, it's bullshit. And then they're up by forty. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they, right. I remember because I mean we knew Derek was good. Like he's legit, right. Right. but like. He was old, right? We were, and we were in our prime. Like, oh, you guys are young. Yeah, what? and they—they they basically <laughs> went down by thirty. That was like the yeah. That's so funny. we got yeah. That's him. hilarious, man. I don't know how I how I would do as a kid if I was growing up like right now, like a if I was like a fourteen year old, fifteen year old. I don't know how I would do. Oh, I'd be legit. That like that wouldn't change. <laughs> that wouldn't change. I'm talking about like society. Do you think – this is my last basketball question. Do you think that, like, money has kind of not, – not ruined the game of basketball, but, like, money's got a lot to do with it now? Why? That kind of sucks. Why Why did that happen? First of all, how much do, like, kids have trainers in high school? How much does that cost? Like, are they pay, yeah. But now you got to pay for gym time and stuff like that too, right? It depends, it depends on the, the kid. It depends on the trainer. Um, there is definitely a cost. Um, the amount depends on the relationship between the kid and the trainer. I didn't. I didn't mean ruin the game, but I. I don't know. I just back in the day, like you said, you just go find a place to hoop it and you more, just battle with whoever you're. It was more pure. For yeah, sure. and th- now, like you got to pay for gym time. Like doors are locked. Like yeah. we used to go to the freaking pyramid. Yeah, we used to play in the pyramid all the time. I'm just thinking about all the. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like. It wasn't like they were open gyms, but they were because you knew which doors were open and everyone in the basketball community knew which doors were open. Absolutely. And, and now, it wasn't like your average Joe knew. Did you take your trainer in? Guys go play. 
<laughs> I didn't need a trainer. My Jimmy was pure already. You said he's the shooter, man. Which one of you guys is the shooter? Well, I'm like Westbrook, so my sh- my shot's a little bit broke. But every once in a while, you do know he has the worst three point percentage in the league, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I can dunk on anybody, so it doesn't matter. So Paul's he, got a good little fifteen footer. I can light it up as long as I'm on this side. So of you're the court. shooter. You're the athlete. Yeah, that's basically. So white it. man can jump a little bit. Yeah, he's, he is an athlete. Okay. Yeah, I got. You got any footage? I need to see. Uh, we could go right now. I mean, I haven't played in forever. Right? Oh, okay. No, but you don't lose this explosiveness. Okay, but you know that. <laughs> I've never been explosive. I've never been athletic. That's not true. I promise. I've never dunked. I'm 6'2", and I've never dunked a basketball. I played that Division can't one. be true. I played Division one basketball, and I've never been able to dunk. Yeah. I told you I was an overachiever. I mean, your nickname was Houdini, so they, nobody could see you. So even if they did, <laughs> like. <laughs> not to uh, get too serious, but I've never dunked either. <laughs> <laughs> so hey what, what are you I, supposed I don't know if we're revealing stuff on the show <laughs> when you run suicides what are you supposed to finish it in? our guys do it in 30 or 28 sometimes if they can get it in 28 it counts for two what do you, th- you think that he can but, get from no no, no but tell me this i'm the slowest guy i was always the slowest guy on my team right? right i was always top three suicides no every single season i okay, played that may be true are we talking about saying cornelius again <laughs> Yeah, we're, talking, we're talking because it's different than sprinting. I'm not going to finish first sprint up the court, but that's a little endurance. He was always top three. Yeah, yeah. Does it piss you off, or does this happen to or you? Or guys don't try as hard. Like, Well, for us, if you don't make the time, it doesn't count. Well, yeah, okay. So you'll be there until you get done. I like that. And after so many times, you got to go. I like that because there were some times where dudes would dog it for the first, like, 10 that you do or whatever and then the coach is like all right this is the last one let's make it the best one That's and everybody's right, yeah. freaking like sprinting and i'm like dog tired still oh, why are you t- right. why are you so right and why are you in the back it's like bro i've been sprinting for the last like right. hour and a half that's exactly right we, they, we, they would always do it on the last one so I'd, piss I'd me be, off and we would tell guys don't save yourself that's one of the things we talk about right. don't don't save yourself like just go as hard as you can for as long as you can. If you save yourself, you're not going to get in better shape. Right. That's how you get better shape. Right. You go as hard as you can for as long as you can, and then whatever that point is, the next time you try to go a little bit further and a little bit further. Talk about That's the for all those dicks that are freaking like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, that have been dogging it for the first. I'm saying, let people know. People are people know that you're dogging it. Just everybody keep that in mind. That's why I'm so slow now. I didn't save myself. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you got any more questions for Cav? No. All right, Coach, thanks for joining the show, man. This was a great time. Always fun, man. Thank it was you guys for having me. Have you dunked? I've dunked the basketball before for sure. Do we have proof? You keep saying that. In the game, have I done it? No, I haven't done wow. it. Wow. So, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> the practice doesn't count. All right. All That's right, then true. I haven't, okay? Then I haven't. But you sound like Joshua Belvin. He would always say I could dunk. So I would say he had commercial hops. Yeah. He didn't dunk the ball. And practice occasionally in between guys are getting water. He'll bounce the ball and try to dunk. He got it once or twice. I'm like, you got commercial hops between the games. It's when the commercial comes on. Yeah. But three is more than two. So I'm just, you don't need to dunk the basketball. He's the shooter. Yeah. He said you have a mid range. That's two. Yeah. But. I'm white. I have to be the shooter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I got to be the guy in the corner that's knocking stuff down. So, you're white Rip Hamilton? Basically. That's not a bad player, though. No. Rip was a big time. Yeah. He was big time. Paul push it. Paul's a push it guy. 
Yo, I like to push the pace. I, oh, man, I could play for you. So are you going to run the wing or are you going to push the ball? He's I'm pushing the ball. He's point guard. Well, I'm looking up. My head's up. His, so you got great vision. Yeah. So you're like Houdini. I am like He's Houdini. My man. Like my man. We like the same. Almost one dribble. Those somebody, are, we have a rule in our program. You got to get the ball out of your hands before half court. Well, somebody's up ahead of me. Like, I'm well, not going to be him, is it? No, no probably no, not. Tra- trailer. <laughs> You guys do your thing. If you want to kick it back out, told so you for three points. You're Frank Stain taking the ball yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I've been playing old man basketball since I was ten. <laughs> since you're ten years old. <laughs> kick it back, back out, back out. So he's gonna flatten out the defense, pushing yeah. the pace. Once everybody flattens out, you're gonna come the in. JG for three is easy. Exactly, JG for three. When he gets old, like, like forty five, when he's like up there, you're gonna be a good old man yeah, basketball player. I am. I'm like that kid. He's grown into his body. I'm I'm growing into my age. <laughs> He's growing into it. We just got to get the beer belly back. You know what I mean? You were losing yeah, some weight because you keep working out with Coach Cab. No, he came once. He him. came once. Okay. Only yeah, one. That, Don't act like you're a hero, man. <laughs> well, I'm not saving myself. I put it all on the line. I'm tired. Dude, he, he went all out. I got to give him props. 90 degrees outside. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm waiting for a nice sunset run. <laughs> All right, Coach. Hey, thanks for joining, man. Uh, thanks, good guys, luck for having year. me. Good yes. luck this year. Thanks, bro. And we'll get this going. Hopefully, we get a season. We'll get you on right before or something like that. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Wow. That's a good message. Tell me you didn't just become a better dude after that, like, 35 minutes. Yeah, I did. I feel, I feel better as a human being. Coach Cav makes people better as human beings. Like, he's a great basketball coach, don't get me wrong. But... You become better by being around him. That's always like the best human being. He just made us better in the fir- in the the time that we just hung out. What I love about like we don't we haven't interviewed every coach in Long Beach. No, but the guys we we inter- we interview the real guys. Like all our guests, think about them. They're all different, but they like Coach Cavs is a real guy. True. And and it's nice to know that there's that many people, like that many coaches in Long Beach who are real dudes who I don't know, like he's not he's not selling you anything fake. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because what do the young kids say? He's a real one. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. That's what that's how I would explain him. He's a real one. He's a real one. That's for all the youngsters out there. We're hip. Hey. We're hip. We're as real as it gets. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's get to the rest of the show. You ready for the rest of the show? Yep. Okay, this was big-time news. He said something. I can't think of it. What? It it, it just rattled me. Was it about you? No, 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 no. It was this one little line, and I can't remember. It was just something about today's age. It was like uh, something about technology or something. How they suck? I can't think of it. See, and I don't even think kids nowadays are that bad. No, they're great. I feel bad for them because they're put in a tough spot because of technology on the, all this stuff, and their parents were probably born in the '80s, which is, you know, how that how that is. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's tough. It's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. Okay, you think of that. I'll mention this because I know you got some scorching hot takes about uh jet blue no lo, no longer being in the long beach airport can i start by saying yeah. something let me say this real quick john 
This is exactly what we wanted. Remember when they were making like the Long Beach uh, renovations? They were like, we're putting this in, in Long Beach Airport. We're putting this in Long Beach Airport. And Robert Garcia was all pumped about it. He was like, oh, we're making us the sickest airport of all time. And me and you were like, no, don't make all these renovations because we don't want people from like Timbuktu to come to my airport. I want to be able to be in and out of this airport. True. So now this is kind of pissing everybody off, right? They're like, all right, no more JetBlue. Real, a real mistake for the city. It's like, okay, then don't go to Long Beach Airport. I'll fly Southwest all day, every day, John. Yeah, uh, it depends. I'm glad JetBlue's gone. And okay, did I want to watch Seinfeld uh, for three hours while I'm flying to Texas? Yes. But don't other don't other airlines have TVs now too? Well, here here's the problem. First of all, you know I love JetBlue. I know you do. JetBlue changed my life. I met JetBlue when I was young. I don't give a shit about JetBlue. And JetBlue changed my life as far as the traveling experience. It's a better experience. And it was our hometown airline. It went to some great locations and done. It was awesome. Yes. Let me tell you, Am I? do I actually care about JetBlue? No. No. They should have paid me to be there. Uh, like we always say, pay us to do stuff. They should have paid me to market them. We wouldn't even be in this pickle because I would have had everyone I know flying JetBlue. But the problem now is... We just go to trash ass places at Long Beach Airport. If they if they fill those slots with locations, like at the end of the day, what do we care about Long Beach Airport? We just want to be able to go places that are cool for cheap and for easy. Right. right? So you're saying like So right Vegas. now, here's where we're here's the entirety of where you can go. Okay. Hit me. Denver. Uh, Kinda cool. Uh, it's no, all right. you no, you know what? F you. You that, said that Denver sucked. Which yeah. is some bullshit because yeah. one person was mean to you because you were being a weirdo like you always are. That's and not, like, that is that's big news. Nothing bag? like that even remotely that happened. In that nothing life. remotely happened. That happened. That it, I'll like it next time I go there because I I'm not I had high hopes. Denver does not live up to high hopes. If you go in there with low hopes, it'll live up. That's fine. I liked Denver. Okay, Honolulu. Uh, how often you go to Honolulu? How often am I gonna go to Honolulu? That's great. Like, would I like to go to Hawaii? Yeah. Have I been? Have no. you been? Well, I guess I did go once. I've been, and honestly, Hawaii's not even that tight. Plus, doesn't everyone always say Maui? Maui. I always hear Maui. What's this Honolulu nonsense? What's the Big Island? That's the one that I yeah, like. Yeah, everyone says the Big Island, but what is it? Stop. Everyone, stop talking in code. And you know what? People that shame. People that Hawaii shame, those are the worst kind of people. Yeah. When they say, oh, I went to Hawaii yes, last week, and I say, oh, what part? And then they say, the big island. And I say, oh, Honolulu? And they're like, no, not Honolulu. Yeah. It's like, well, dude, fuck off. I didn't know. You know? I don't know anything about Hawaii. Yeah, I can't stand people who know. Sorry, I don't got that kind of cash. you know the cash, difference between the islands of Hawaii, I probably just don't like it. I don't got that kind of cash to be slinging yeah. around to go to Hawaii all the time. Look, I'm, it's probably deep pockets, but I'm spending stuff on other things, you know? Beer. <laughs> stuff like that. All right, Las Vegas. That's fine. That's, Do I go to Las Vegas a lot? No. Do people? Yes, yeah, so I get that. That's a good one. You could drive to Las you Vegas, You could drive to though. Las Vegas, though. Uh, Oakland. Okay, it's fine. That's fine. Go to San Francisco. I like there. Oakland. Phoenix. Uh, you know I like Phoenix. All right. Well, 
I'm just saying out of it. All right. So we go to Denver, Honolulu, Oakland, Phoenix, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, and San Jose. Wait, that's it? First of all, aren't Sacramento, San Jose, and Oakland like all the same shit? Yes. Basically. Wait, those are the only places we go? That's it. So I'm saying if they, well, that's what it leaves us with. Oh. If they, because JetBlue was cruising New York. JetBlue was cruising Austin. Austin. JetBlue was cruising Boston. By the way, Austin flights right now are free. It's free to go to Austin right now. How and much I know like the country's shut down or whatever. It's like 50 bucks round trip. They're paying you to go. Uh, all I'm saying is if you, if those fill with, let's get New York back. Let's get Chicago in there. I love right? Chicago. Let's get Austin. Let's get a few cool places and then I'm happy. But if we're going to f- get 12 more flights to freaking San Jose, who cares? Nobody even wants to go to San Jose. Right? Why would you want to go to San Jose? I don't know. I can't even. There's nothing cool in to San see Jose. a Sharks game. We uh, got the Sharks right here. That's what I'm saying. Long Beach State. Long Beach State Sharks. Get with get with the times. People, I don't understand. So 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 JetBlue's gone, and they're going to put more flights. In. Are they just going to put more flights to those cities? St- I don't know. Cities? See, that's. I think that's what all waits. I'm a little nervous. That's now. all. Well, we all wait to see. So I mean, it could work out fine. Should we just start becoming big San Jose guys? We could. That would be kind of cool. Uh, what's what's Salt Lake City all about? Like, that seems kind of random. I just... Do y- that many people go from Long Beach to Salt Lake City? I mean, Utah's probably the worst state in the in the union. Yeah, if you're going to give us one... Right? Like, people like going to Texas. People like going to Chicago. People like going to, like, East Coast. You couldn't pay me to go to Salt Lake City. Or like to me, like a, uh, didn't you have Portland in there? Like, yeah. Port- have I been Seattle? to Portland? No, Seattle. Seattle. Yep, I did. had a nice little ninety-minute flight to Seattle one time. I like Seattle. It's not too bad up there. No. Very green. Very green. Rains a little bit, but yeah, hey, I like the rain sometimes. Bring an umbrella. It's that easy. Then you could just stay inside. Yeah, that's the best news. We <laughs> love staying inside. <laughs> Should we take a vacation just so we can watch TV in peace? I'm in. <laughs> Hey, you want to go to the Bay? Nah, I can't. I'm actually I'm in Seattle training. Sorry, dude. It's gonna, it's <laughs> so gonna, incredible. It's gonna finish Harry Potter. All right, we should be on this. We have look. We are the voice of the people. We all know that. We are the people's pod. Uh, five stars. I don't know if you've heard, John. Uh, why don't people listen to us more? Hmm. I'm talking about the higher ups. Yeah, like everybody else listens to us. And that's why their lives are so much better. But like Bobby Garcia's life would be a thousand times better if he would just like give me a chance. You know? Yeah. Is there anybody that's listening, you think, that has a direct line of contact to Bobby Garcia? Yep. Really? Yeah, I think a lot of people are. Well, then can they say, yo, you should listen to these guys. They got some good ideas. Reach out to them. Yeah, he's trying to take take too much on on his own. You got what are you talking about? We didn't have the horses on our team last year. We usually do, and we still did a great job. Right? Yeah, right. Bobby, you got the horses. They're right here. Yeah. We're rearing to go. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I'm not fast, but I'm beautiful. Yeah, you are. <laughs> if you have the horses, why not use them? Yeah. If you got it, look. There's a couple of horse racing fans that listen to this. If you got the triple crown horse. Ready to go? Yeah. Why would you use a guy that's not going to win the triple crown? That's true. You want to make money? Or you not want to make money? We got freaking war emblem in Seattle Sleuth sitting over here in Atherton. Yeah. 
and you're running freaking country house or whoever. Yeah, you're running the the phony cheater up, uh, and they're they're winning fake titles for you. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. You got it. You got a couple of savants with hand eye coordination. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right, uh, what else did I got? You got anything else on the JetBlue thing? I mean, I, I honestly, just it's just Garcia amazing how many th- how many things happen. Does Bobby Garcia make this decision? Mm, he probably has something to do with it. City Council, I think, did it. It was because they they wanted to go to Mexico, JetBlue. Yeah, so we would have had to build customs, and City Council said no. Um. Again, what is city council? <laughs> is that like Congress? Yeah, it's like Congress. It's like yeah. House of Representatives. That's what that is. For the city, it's just, it's just like there's eight. How many? Nine districts in Long Beach, and there's one council member for each district. Stacy Munga. Is yeah, Stacy. I get emails from her all the time. <laughs> they get sent to the junk <laughs> mail though. But I still listen to you, Stacy Munga. Yeah, you got Stacy Munga. Mungo, you got D. Andrews. He's one of oh, them. Oh, I like D. Andrews. He sat got, with us at that table. Yeah, exactly. Good dude. How's our How's our good friend Tarkanian's wife doing? Yeah, we should probably hit her up. We should visit her. We should visit what her. What was her name? I I don't remember. Dolores. <laughs> I think it might be Dolores. <laughs> I think it might be Dolores. Dude, Coach Cav probably knows Tarkanian. Mulva. Coach Cav probably knows Tarkanian's wife. He might. He might. She uh, was awesome. She was awesome. And she hates the NCAA. Yeah. And Lord knows we hate the NCAA. Yep. Yeah, let's get in touch with her. She so, could probably fix this. That's what they... JetBlue wanted to go to Mexico. But you would have to build customs to make us an international airport. We said... The city council said no, and that's why... Why did they say no? They said it was too costly. It didn't make sense. Um... But like, also, people have such strong opinions. That's what I was gonna say. It always, it never ceases to amaze me how strong of opinions people have on anything that happens. I mean, I guess I do too on some stuff. But at the end of the day, do I, I don't know. I don't really like. I feel like half the people you look out off our off our balcony here, half the people in those houses are like have a super strong opinion about whether or not we went to Mexico. Like, I don't oh. care. I don't know. You know what? I've like, been... do I know what what? Am I an expert on what customs going to Jet to Long Beach Airport means? No, I I, I've been saying this for years, John. People care too much. Yeah. Also, I just the flight path does not bother me. I mean, I guess I get it. You don't want like a million. You don't want it constantly. I don't even notice airplanes going over my head. Yeah, but if you if you've grown up with that your whole life, it's just like who cares? Also, what's like one of the best things that young kids love? Airplanes going above their head. It's like yeah. one of the first words kids have. So people that don't want them, they're just kind of being a dick. True. This is why the new generation sucks because you're taking away airplanes from kids. Yep. Let them dream, you know? Let kids dream. <laughs> Bullshit. Always want to be at the helm of that cockpit flying the old double winger. Exactly. Yeah. A little Boeing 737. Well, shit. I got a buddy that works at Boeing. That's your awesome. Maybe he doesn't. I'm not sure. But he's like, I don't know. He's what about that one guy? Remember that one guy that we met, the Boeing guy when we met him at uh, fuck, where was that? <laughs> Off of Seal Beach. You remember that? Uh, no. Or was that just me? Remember it was a little nine hundred eight undercover. 
He had some stuff to talk about, but he couldn't say it. Oh, it is maybe ringing a bell. People of Boeing can never talk about. It. Yeah, That's, like Boeing might have been the biggest scam in the history of America. He was like, because I, everyone I know that's ever worked at Boeing, they like can't talk about whatever they're doing. What are you doing? Creating the coronavirus? He said there's some secret shit, but he couldn't say it. Yeah, and, but he brought it up to us anyways. Yeah, Do you remember that guy? And that's the other thing. Yeah, they, people who work on secret shit love talking about it. I'm still woke on the whole uh, security cameras from China thing, and then all of a sudden we have a virus. True. True. The port of Long Beach, we we said be be aware that they're bringing in that China's bringing in security cameras to spy on us. Remember, we had that one guy, yeah, our boy, one of my boys. He said that. He said just be aware. And now all of a sudden we're hit with a global pandemic. Yeah. Hmm. Someone asked the que- asked the questions. You got to ask the questions. Uh, okay, that's it on that. I got some sad news for you. Okay. Claim jumper closed. I saw that. Did you see that? Look, I haven't been to Claim Jumper in years, but it was always a treat to go with your parents, you know? Yeah. I liked Claim Jumper. I got nothing bad to say about Claim Jumper. They had a good Did salad Did I go bar. a lot? No, I didn't. No, me either. And see, that's what, I think we already touched on this. Are all the salad bars done for now that we had a, I think so. even if we get the vaccine, everyone's saying no salad bars. Let me tell you something. What's that going to do to Pizza Mania? Best salad bar in the city. What straw hat. Straw hat. You kidding me? Yeah. Those croutons? Oh, your choice of dressing. Hey, every once in a while, you get a little crazy, mix a few dressings together. They're not looking. You sick son of a bitch. They got the sneeze guard. Yeah. Yeah. Salad bars have been woke to the whole thing this whole time. Yeah. They didn't want you to to get sick. That's why they put that little plastic, the sneeze guard in front of it. Let me tell you something about salad bars. You go to a salad bar thinking you're getting a salad and you leave that thing with something completely different. Oh yeah, it's basically. I you don't even know, know what you call it. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. It's just it's every ingredient on earth on top of a few pieces of lettuce. I totally agree with you. It's not even a salad there, anymore. It has nothing to do with salad. <laughs> it's just a base of lettuce, and then you literally put every ingredient the restaurant has in their kitchen. You just put on top of lettuce. What are some of that weird shit that people throw out? Like there's these beans out of nowhere. Yeah, all of a sudden you're tossing like beans. And then mozzarella cheese. And this then like orange cream that I don't know what it is. Chili pepper, sure. Corn, sure. You're like tossing <laughs> a bunch of corn on it. <laughs> like, Corn's never been on a salad. Who are these people that are going to the salad bar and not putting everything on it? Because like, do you realize it's all free? What are the, you know, there's those psychopaths that get the salad bar, but only get the lettuce and the ch- put cheese on top yeah, or something like, like make that. make themselves like a nice little romaine, like right. Caesar salad. It's, it's like, like, are you crazy? party a little bit. Yeah. You paid for the whole thing. Risk it to get the biscuit. Maybe uh, maybe you don't like it, but hey, guess what? You get to go back. It's a goddamn salad bar. I've never walked away from the salad bar without like so much shit on it that like there's you, there's a trail of croutons. Yeah. Because then you like you fill it up to the max you're like I could probably carry that and then you you're like oh shit, there's still croutons. The worst part about a salad bar is that sometimes you can't fit it all on your plate. Yeah. And then you get, going back is like the worst part. That's why you know you're a true veteran when you like the rookies put a bunch of lettuce in there. No. And then the veterans, you're like, okay, I'll put like three pieces of lettuce. Let, lettuce is like, okay, you start with the lettuce, but you're like, I don't really need this. I don't need lettuce. I got everything else. It's not a lettuce bar. It's a salad bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? God damn it. I miss salad bars. They're so good. I agree with you. Uh, Talk jumping. about something we didn't take advantage of, of enough. Let me tell you, what are they putting over there at that at by... Because the greatest eating establishments in history are gone now. 
El Torito, Claim Jumper, Tilted Kilt, all gone. So what are they putting over there? Houses? Probably. No, no, they'll all, they'll all come back. Maybe not those restaurants, but like. Where's the closest El Torito? <clears throat> we should go. Do you want to go tomorrow? Sure. Oh, we can't go. It's closed. People are closed. I keep forgetting. There's there's always like 15 minutes in my day, John, where I don't feel like there's anything going on. Like I forget that there's a pandemic. Like I walk outside and I'll just be like chilling. Most of the day I forget it. And then you go on your phone like, ah, shit. I forgot. Everyone's pissed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sucks. Like but once I- you start an activity, you're like, like it's not crazy to just be like at home outside, like in your backyard. And I, then, I just want to go crush chips and salsa for four hours. Oh, That's what man, I, I do. did it at Taco Beach on Saturday. It was awesome. Mom, should we go? Tr- should we do it soon? We could do it soon. We could do it on Thursday after our round. Well, that Buffalo Wild Wings deal is pretty good, though. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Hit the spot. Uh, Brian Addison's favorite place, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, it's true. He, he loves it. Next time you see Brian Addison, uh, tell him that you read his article about uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> And how much he enjoys it. Well, I forgot. Paul and I played golf last Thursday. And was it Thursday? Thursday. And then we uh and then we crushed like how many pounds of t- We each had twenty wings. We each, each had ourselves. twenty buffalo wild wings. Yeah. And fries. And I just listened to Paul convince me in every way he could that I need to watch Hamilton. Yes. Did you watch it? <laughs> no. Oh. But I'm pumped. You got me really pumped up to watch it. Hey, yeah. Hamilton's unreal. You're going to love it. It must be nice. It must be nice to have Washington, Washington on your side. side. What was our our Fauci uh musical? Oh yeah, the Fauci musical. It's it's that's Keep actually that in mind. trademark penning. It's coming. Yeah. Uh wear a mask, don't wear a mask. That's one of the go that's one of our go-to songs. What's uh what else could we do on there, Fauci? Um we said cancel sports, no cancel football. Yeah. <laughs> cancel football. Uh what was your what was your favorite part about Clam Jumper? What did you always order there? Did you get the uh, clam I went chowder? there like maybe three times? Because uh, I want to say that I got the fish and <laughs> chips, but then I realized did everybody just have the same fish and chips? Like every restaurant? Yeah. Well that's the thing. That's what I was gonna say. All these chain restaurants. Like, obviously, every restaurant's hurting right now. If anyone's going to spend money, they're supporting local, which is great. All these chain restaurants, they're just, like, they're just making, like, smart business decisions, which means close down. Like, they'll probably, like, go bankrupt here, go bankrupt there. Right. They'll be, like, when things are sure, they'll be back. Like, you know what I mean? They're just consolidating. Oh, you think claim drivers coming coming back? Or, like, that, pr- I don't know, but all I'm saying is that, like, whoever owns claim jumper probably owns, like, freaking some other chain restaurant too or maybe some other different restaurant will go in there like it's just a matter of like at some point it makes sense to make the business decision to to bankrupt a company so you don't have to pay a lease right or whatever by the way i'm just saying i think they're just making they're just moving the pieces like pawns okay and they're just saying all right this is out this is out this is out but once the economy gets booming again it's not like they're like there will be claim jumpers again. By the way, is claim jumper a little bit problematic because it has something to do with the gold rush? Does it? I thought so. Oh yeah, claim jumper. Yeah. Oh yeah, we learned what a claim jumper was that one. Yeah. It's for somebody's birthday. What? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. 
But isn't it a little problematic? Maybe yeah. that's why they shut down. Yeah, it could be why. That could definitely be why. The Washington football team got rid of their name. I saw that. And then, so, wait, I barely saw anything about it, but then I saw some dude, like, trademarked all the names they were going to get. So really? They- <laughs> that's so funny. That's something we would do. Yeah. Hey, but no, no one take Dr. Fauci. That's us. Fauci the musical. That's ours. Trademarked. Fauci the mu- musical. That's coming, dude. Yeah. Oh, we never hit up Tess Ritchie. Oh, right, we, we'll we, will. we will. We will. Okay. We will. That's all I got. You got anything else on that? Nope. Oh, I forgot. This This is what I was going to say earlier today. I saw Joe Madden. You did? Yeah. Where? Driving his car. He must have been at Boathouse uh, or something like that. How do you know it was Joe Madden? Oh, I know Joe Madden. I could His glasses. Uh, I could see his glasses. He was in his car and he was driving. And I was like in what the parking car. It was a Mazda, a white Mazda, but it was a nice ass Mazda. Oh, zoom, zoom, eh? Mur- it murdered out rims. It, oh, he looked good. His wife was in the passenger seat. He had his little gray hair going, a little beard. Yeah. A little beard going. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, he gave me a head nod. It was sick. Oh, boy. Because he's driving, and I like went like this. Was I a little bit boozy? Yeah, I was getting a little loud. Well, this is post Duffy. It's post Duffy. And I was okay. just like, give him one of these. A little peace sign. And he looks to the left and he's like, yeah, I was like, yeah. You knew I knew. Mm-hmm. You knew mm-hmm. I knew. Mm-hmm. Surprised you didn't tinted pay for windows? one of my shots. A little bit tinted. A little, but not, not illegal. Not he, illegal. He wants people to know he's there, well, but bar- only only the true fans. Who's the man of the people? Yeah, he's the man of the man of the people. True. Uh, okay, that's all I got. Let's get to the nine away athlete of the week. Is that okay? It's fine. And then we'll shut this thing down. Nine away athlete of the week this week. Our boy, Yasiel Puig. Oh, yeah. Yasiel Puig, baby. He signed. Are we the biggest Braves fan of all time now? Yeah. I think we are. I, it's some, safe to say. Something tells me he, like, he's such a baseball player. Like, he's to me, he's such, like, a, a raw, like, loves baseball, right? Yes. Loves the game. Has so much fun. And and he like probably a little superstitious. I don't think he liked the idea of being a giant. No hell no. And I think whatever that where he was like maybe going to be a giant or whatever. Something tells me he had something to do with that. Like I think so too. It didn't sit right with him. I think so too. Because he he was a true Dodger and that's fine. He got traded, but you don't just go true Dodger to giant right away. No, you can't. I think I think he needed the, uh, and he's a hot landed guy. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. He's gonna have what he got arrested for. what speeding in yeah. LA? Remember that? Yeah. First of all, let, let him loose. First off, he loves traffic because Atlanta's got bad traffic too. But you get on the back streets over in Georgia. Oh, oh you could fire up. Oh, he'll go 100 miles per hour any yep. day of the week. He drives his car like he plays on the baseball field. There's no brakes. Yep. All gas. All gas, no brakes. Yep. Oh man, should we get Puig jerseys? I'm in. I'd be down to go to Atlanta. Atlanta's is electric. Are we going to get, ooh, Bobby. Southwest, Bobby. Nothing's more southwest than Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, that might be a little southeast, but uh, still. There's a lot. Well, it depends where you are in the country. True. What if you're in Florida? Southwest is yeah, Georgia. You're, you're very right. You're very correct. I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah, let's get, Bobby, make, make decisions that make real impacts. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Get, okay. Let's. Here's what we'll do. We'll fly up to. Uh, that should be our new motto. We make decisions that make real impacts. Wow. Should we make a podcast advertisement? Yeah. 
That'd be awesome. Yeah, we should. With just our cross cross arms. We make decisions that make real impacts. Yes. But then where would we put it? On a billboard? On a bus. Oh, that's not that bad of that's an idea. That's not that bad of an idea. But not a lot of people are outside because of the pandemic right true, now. True, 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 true. We should make a commercial for TV. Yep. You know, like Spectrum, like we talked about this before. Spectrum, that one Spectrum channel. That one Spectrum channel. Those sons of bitches. I don't know who watches this channel. Well, everybody everyone. does. Yeah. Everyone does. I guess everybody that turns their That's TV That's the smartest on. thing I've ever... We should sort of, we should put an uh, advertisement on that channel. Wow, I'm surprised Apple has it. They're, well, they probably will. I'm surprised they haven't figured that out yet. Imagine every time you open your laptop and you're on Apple, uh, Apple channel. That's not bad. You click out, but then you're still right on there. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not that bad. Hmm. Okay. Steve, Steve Jobs, we know you're alive. Now we know you're listening. We know buddy. you're listening. We know you're listening. Pay us. Okay, that's it. Ooh, did we get a five-star review? Let me read it real quick. Let me just check, John. John Filibuster. Here's what I don't like about running Signal Hill. Yeah, you get in great shape, but... Do you overexert yourself to the point where you can't exercise for two to three days after? It puts you in a spot of complacency. It's like, okay, yes, I just ran up Signal Hill. I can chill. I can have. I can eat that ice cream. I can, you know, I okay, can drink nothing. that beer we got because nothing. I already put it the calories. Okay. Still five stars though. Yeah, we are still five star podcast. Out of five, we have five. There's five stars that you can have, and we have all of them mm-hmm. because. Are we the number one rated show in Long Beach? Yes. Uh, not not a big deal. Not a big deal. No. Okay. That's it. Your rating today? Honestly, an electric factory in here today. It was all day. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you an 8-3. Mm-hmm. Do you think you deserve it? Yep. I think you did well. What did you get last week? You're complete, completely average? Seven flat? It was bad yeah, last but- week. I turn it up this week, and you know what? That's why it's okay. It's okay to tell people that they need to improve. Yeah, you do. We all do. You think Coach Cab tells his kids they're, they're they're the best player ever? No, then they don't get better. Look at me last week. I was sitting on my hands. What did Cab say today? He said, "You're either going to be better out of this pandemic or worse." Mm-hmm. And God damn it, that hit me right here. Yeah, we're going to be better. We're, we are better. I'm already better because we make decisions that make impacts. And it's sad that the higher-ups haven't seen that yet. Oh, Paul and John? Oh, they make decisions to make impacts. Just, just, that's it. Just, just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Who was the, who's my girl that, uh... Chill Baker. No, I love Chill Baker. Not Chill Baker. We should get her on the show, though. Yeah. I'm a DMer. You should. I'm a DMer. Yeah. And say, yo, Chill Baker, you want to come on the show? He already in my DMs. Wow. I don't have Twitter. I can't tweet at Lizzo. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, I had a dream that you were on tri- Twitter the other day. Oh, yeah. wow. I, we went viral. We did? Yeah, it was sick. Tight, huh? I miss it. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't miss it from time to time. I do. <laughs> I do miss it. All right, that's it. You got anything else? We make decisions that make impacts. That's that we do, John. Also, you know what else? Life is great in the 908. Shoot your shoot. So shoot your shot. Never been beat, feel the only skin deep, I like the rim ten feet. You can't
can't stop me, your game looks sloppy, you need more practice, maybe you like this, to enjoy the game by midway, I can drive around you, even shoot a trait, a three-point threat, no sweat, you can bet, back it out and fade away our net, hang time. You know the rules, crossover triples, taking you to school like that next time. Remember who you're playing, you get no mercy. Know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach. Too fun to lay up, catch you on a rebound. Game over, stay up. Yeah, what you gonna do when I come through? Hey. What you wanna yeah. do? Hang time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?